0: Hi, I'm Dr. Lori Schwartz-Reichel. My career began in music education where I learned the importance of a key change, a shift in the tonal center of a piece of music often used to inject energy or produce significance. Eventually, I realized the impact of making key changes in all areas of my life. I also recognized a desire to help others do the same. Making key changes can be difficult I certainly don't have all the answers, but I do like to pose questions for reflection and actionable key changes for us to attempt in both our working and living situations. Together, we can unlock our greatest potential in collaboration with those we love, serve, and lead. Let's discover how we can grow together by making key changes. A lot like my dad in several ways. When he and I both start laughing uncontrollably, we get a kind of belly laugh going where we can hardly breathe. Sometimes our eyes even begin to water. A few years ago, at a party, we recorded my dad laughing in this hilarious manner. For the life of me, I can't recall what started his laughing spell, but to this day, every time I watch the video, I smile and laugh again too. Recently, while my family was celebrating the holidays with my parents and my brother and his family, we stumbled on a video from five years ago where all of the young kids were singing, dancing, and laughing as if they were on stage for an audience to enjoy. In the video, my mom filled in the kids' singing gaps with her famous, a jingle, 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 which is a classic move of my mom's from decades ago. I watched in disbelief At how time is a thief and our family had changed in many ways since this recording was made. My daughter started watching the video with me and she began laughing too. Before we knew it, more of our family had huddled together and we all watched the video on my cell phone several times. Each time we got to the end of the video someone would yell, play it again! So we kept watching it over and over. We were laughing out loud, enjoying the memories, and making new memories together. On the car ride home that night, I couldn't stop thinking about how much fun we had reliving those humorous memories. I also thought it had been a while since we all laughed together that much. It felt good. I like to use humor when I teach and speak. My husband says sometimes I have sixth grade humor. This comes from my 15 years of teaching middle school music and serving as a band director. Yet I can get an occasional laugh or eye roll from him or whoever is listening to me speak. Like everyone else, our family has had some trying times in the last few years. There have been days where I wonder, how much did I smile today? Did I laugh? Did I laugh a lot? Did I laugh at all? There have been a few times where at the end of the night in the exhaustion of it all, my husband will crack a joke and I'll reply with some solemn response. One night he finally responded to me with When did you become so serious? Of course, I was angry at his comment, but after some reflection on my part, I knew he was right. I wondered what happened to that humorous person I used to be? I knew she was still there, but she was letting the pressures of other things squander that humor and zest for life. My ability to practice being present has helped me take humor more seriously in my life again. If you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to episode one titled Productivity vs. Presence, which offers some tips for being more present. In learning this practice of presence, I have become more aware of when I laugh. I often reflect on how I feel when I laugh. I recognize how others around me appear more relaxed when we laugh together. I look at my children and visibly see the sparkle in their eyes when we laugh together. At times, I have looked in the mirror and can acknowledge how I look happier when I laugh, too. I recently came across the TED Talk, Why Great Leaders Take Humor Seriously, given by Dr. Jennifer Aker and Naomi Bagnonis, who are the authors of the book Humor Seriously, Why Humor is a Secret Weapon in Business and Life. In the talk, they say that we've all fallen off our humor cliff. In a global study, over a million people were asked a simple question, did you smile or laugh a lot yesterday? They go on to share that when we are kids, the answer is yes. Then, right when we enter the workforce, the answer becomes no. With a little humor and reality, the speakers reassure us that the good news is things look up, again around 80. The bad news is the average life expectancy is 78. When I heard the speaker share this information, I laughed. But then I realized, whoa, that's me. Then I thought about my parents, who I've been seeing and hearing more laughter from lately. My dad is 78 and my mom is 74. They fit that data of laughing more around the age of 80. Why could this be? Have they realized the secret of life? I certainly don't want to wait until I'm 80 to laugh like I did as a kid. Do you? Consider these questions for reflection on taking laughing more seriously. Recall the last time you laughed really hard. Who were you with? What were you doing? Why did you laugh like this? Do you still laugh about that memory when you think about it now? Have you laughed yet today or even this week? How do you feel after you laugh a lot? If you haven't laughed a lot lately, why? What could be holding you back from laughing like you once did? What could you do to ensure you laugh more? And who could you include more in your life so that you do laugh? Take some time today or in the coming days to reflect on these questions. Be honest with yourself. Then, Put some simple key changes in place to allow yourself to laugh like a kid again at home, at work, or at play. Santa brought my children a joke book for Christmas. This resource alone has helped my family to laugh more. Consider viewing some old photos or videos. Consider reading a daily joke, watching a comedic movie, attending a comedy club, or simply reminiscing about past fun times. Ask a colleague to share a joke or allow humor to creep into your meeting, presentation, or event. Do something new or fun with family or friends so that you begin to laugh again. A few weeks ago, my family and I went snow tubing. The attendant at the top of the hill spun my tube so fast on my fourth time down the hill that when I got to the bottom of the hill, I was so dizzy I couldn't even see straight. I tried to stand up, but I fell straight back into the snow on my back. I just laid there and laughed, and then I watched others around me laughing at me too. We needed it. The laugh felt so good. And that image of me falling completely over in dizziness makes me laugh each time I think about it. I felt so happy the rest of that day. There's a William James quote I like that says, we don't laugh because we're happy. We're happy because we laugh. I have placed some resources in the show notes for us to review. This includes my website, And a link for you to sign up for my newsletter. I hope you find these helpful. How are we making key changes to laugh more? Thanks for listening. If you found this episode helpful, please consider sharing it with others and joining me again next week. In my coming episodes, I'll discuss topics that are most passionate to me, along with things I've been researching, or areas of my life I have changed or want to change. You can learn more about me on my website, makingkeychanges.com. Feel free to message me through there or reach out on social media. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. I'd love to hear from you and learn about what key changes you hope to make.